Traffic and school buses aren't the only things rushing back into the Washington area. Congress is soon to return, and boy, does it have a crowded agenda. Joining me with what we can expect between now and the end of the federal fiscal year, Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And Lauren, I guess the sessions of Congress don't coincide exactly with the federal fiscal. Nevertheless, just a few weeks left. That's right. Just a few short weeks to figure out how to fund the government starting October 1st when fiscal 2020 kicks off. Um, But they won't be back this week to start that process, although maybe some lawmakers will be having discussions behind the scenes. And we know that some work has been done at the staff level, certainly over the August recess. But the one thing we will see this week is the House Judiciary Committee coming back to deal with an issue that dominated some of the media attention over the the recess, and that's guns because of the shootings in El Paso and in Dayton. Um, There's a package of legislation that the House Judiciary Committee is coming back to mark up or vote on this week in anticipation of all the lawmakers returning next week. But when everyone's back starting Monday and Tuesday of next week, we really are going to see a focus on those fiscal discussions that are really going to dominate most of the month. And the Senate, of course, has not done really any work on its appropriation bills. The House has two to go. So how does that play out? Yeah, you're right. The House has passed 10 of the 12 spending bills that the committee wrote, um, and the Senate hasn't marked up or written or at least released any of it so far. Now, one of those reasons, of course, is that the spending cap deal was only agreed to right before everybody left. So even though the House has made a lot of progress, those bills were written to a different top-line spending number than the lawmakers actually will have to kind of meet as they write these 12 bills that will eventually be signed into law. But over the over the break, the Senate Appropriations Committee was working behind the scenes to give each of the 12 subcommittees their top-line number so that they could begin writing those bills and marking them up and getting them to the floor. So there's really two tracks here. The first are the full-year bills that will fund every nook and cranny of every department and agency. And then there's the stopgap funding bill, which I think everyone recognizes will need that for at least most of the agencies, even if some of the work can be done on a few key departments. But um, that short-term spending bill and the longer-term spending bills for the rest of the year will be kind of moving in tandem over the next couple of weeks. Because the House Majority Leader, Denny Hoyer, had said a couple of weeks ago that he was going to phone up Richard Shelby, the Republican senator who chairs the Senate side appropriations group, to maybe get the lead out. Do we know whether that phone call ever happened or that discussion ever occurred? I'm not sure about that particular discussion, but we have seen some activity and we we have heard every now and then from a couple of cardinals what what they're up to. Those are the subcommittee chairmen, and um, they haven't said much about what their bills are or even what their top-line spending levels are. The the public hasn't been made aware of that quite yet. Um, But there does seem to be some behind-the-scenes work, even if we're not seeing a lot of public activity quite yet. So that means continuing resolution is pretty much a sure thing. I think Hoyer also said that it would be a short one, maybe 30 days or 60 days, which seems long to me, but I guess given the fact that they sometimes inch it along day by day or week by week when things get really desperate, 60 days is not that long historically. Right, it isn't. Um, 60 days would take you, what, into November, into December at that point. Um, And that's sometimes what the opening bid is on a continuing resolution, because you do need time to continue processing the bills. Another factor here is that the House, at least, will be out for two weeks at the beginning of October to accommodate Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So that's a time when lawmakers won't be around to process these bills, even if there's agreement behind the scenes. So they will need time to to do the work here of 
reconciling the two bills and also figuring out what policy provisions to put in there. One key thing to note is that Part of the spending caps deal was a handshake agreement, not written into law, not part of the actual legislative text, but an agreement to try to keep poison pills off of the appropriations bill. So Republicans and Democrats trying to avoid the sort of riders that wrinkles the other side and prevents progress from being made. So depending on how that gets defined in reality, what is determined to be a poison pill, that could make it an easier process to get some of these bills done. Um, but as we saw last year, if there's a demand that the other side simply can't accept that can slow down the bills, prevent action, and even lead to a shutdown. Although it seems like coming back from the August recess, at least, the shutdown talk isn't as loud and, and people are trying to find a path forward and do this short-term spending bill to allow appropriators to do their work. We're speaking with Lauren Duggan. He is editorial director for Bloomberg Government. I was going to say they are generous with their time. I mean, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah only cost me three days off, but they're taking two weeks, so it must be nice, I guess, if you can get that much time. Anyhow— Some of that travel time, you know, back and forth from California. (laughs) It does take most of the week, so yeah. Yeah. I'll give you Hawaii, maybe, (laughs) in Alaska. Anyhow, with respect to the gun legislation, will you expect Justice Department and Homeland Security, possibly, a lot of agencies impinge on weapons and gun and so forth, mainly Homeland Security and Justice— They'll be impacted by any legislation. Will there be further hearings, do you expect, where they can weigh in? One hearing we know of is coming later in the month on an assault weapons ban. Um, That's a provision that was in law before, expired, and has not been renewed, but has been a priority for some Democrats. So that's a hearing where I would expect to hear from the Justice Department and maybe the Homeland Security Department as well. The bills that the House Judiciary Committee is looking at now touches on some issues that they haven't dealt with so far this year. So um, one of the House Democrats pledges this or or focuses over the recess was to get the Senate to act on a couple of background check bills that it had already passed earlier this year under the Democratic majority. But some of the bills coming up now deal with the high capacity magazines and the red flag laws or or trying to make it harder for people who um, have been flagged for some mental issues to get weapons. So those are the kind of bills that we'll see now. I'm sure we'll see more hearings on this. And there could even be some efforts by Democrats and Republicans to deal with this in the spending legislation, although there has been an effort in the past to really keep some of the gun language out of there. So um, this is an issue that Democrats are going to push and some Republicans as well um, for the rest of the year because they don't want the kind of momentum that they saw from those recent shootings to, to dwindle without trying to force action in both chambers. But the window here might be pretty tight given the election year dynamics that will quickly um, overtake what's going on in Capitol Hill um, as the the year and the calendar turn. Sure. And also tax bills tend to take up a lot of bandwidth for Congress. And the president is off again, on again, off again, on again with respect to whether he'll propose some sort of a tax cut uh, in this remaining session. That seems like a remote possibility at this point that Congress would even take it up. It does. There hasn't been as much talk on Capitol Hill about the payroll tax holiday, which is often what we see Congress turn to when there is an economic downturn, because it's a way to put money back into people's pockets that they then spend and help juice the economy. There are other tax issues that Congress will be looking at going into the end of the year, Um, the revival and renewal of some tax breaks that have expired, some other taxes that may come back into effect unless Congress stops them from doing so, Um, and then other issues around Gold Star families and and um, 
there, there, so there's a handful of tax issues there that if there was a desire to move um, some of that language around the payroll tax holiday, we could see a bill that packages that and some of the other priorities, including, by the way, changes to the 2017 tax law that haven't been made, some what they would call technical corrections that the law as written didn't carry out the intent of Congress, and there's some issues there they want to address. So taxes are certainly part of the mix here, um, but not necessarily front of mind as lawmakers return. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.